Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton-Blake, and this week my friend Brian Bodges and I are talking about how Q is for the queer versions of everything. We chatted about the nuances of gay sports leagues, getting lip balm at the dentist, and the lost hope of SantaCon. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at omdqpod, that's omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Enjoy the show! Hi, Brian! Hi, Adam! How you doing, hon? I am doing well. Thank you for having me on here. Especially for such an exciting topic. I know. I'm so excited. And the reason why I have you on here is, one, because you agreed to do it. And two, because I feel like you are going to have amazing creative insight into all of this, which I'm really excited about. Um, But before we dive into the topic, I always like to ask our guests uh, how we know each other. And do you remember how we met? I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, cause it actually was yesterday. Mm-hmm. No. Um, yes, I remember. I remember the night. It was a game night over yeah. at our dear friend's house. Yeah. So it was at, um, Lewis, Lewis and David. Lewis was, uh, previously on an episode talking about Jennifer's and Jessica's. <laughs> and, uh, we, yeah, we got there and I'm always, um, I, I, I feel like I talk way too much when I'm meeting new people just because I'm trying to throw everything at the wall and be like, hey, can I talk about Blake Lively with you? Can I talk about Laura Dern with you? Um, do you know the Oscar categories and what the chances of everyone uh, winning is? And um, I will say, Brian, I think you passed the test in a big way. Thank you. I mean, I was, um, I didn't know there was a test, but I could feel that there was a test. <laughs> um, I feel like the moment where we really solidified things that night was when we were talking about um, Danielle Steele and how yes. she laid the groundwork. So, or, so Danielle walked so Fifty Shades of Grey could run. That's very true. The unlock, it, and it was yes, it, it that it, it's true, and I didn't realize it until that night. Yeah, because we were talking about somehow we got on the topic of grocery stores, and I think I brought up grocery store books, and how Danielle Steele <laughs> just seems like the most grocery store book author, and then yeah, we were talking about the revolutionality of uh, a one Miss Danielle Steele. Pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, and then and then we also played this game which you invented or a, a thing you were obsessed with, where we were into the idea of combining two different entities into collaborations. Mm-hmm. So like you know how there's like um, like uh, like what's the current one like Delia's ex dolls kill or something ex Levi's. We were like, ooh, what about Care Bears ex TurboTax or like something like that. Yes. Yes. This was, um, this was a game that my uh, coworkers and I uh, synthesized a few years ago and were Mm -hmm. um, thinking about it as a way just to brainstorm and concept of like, what are two completely opposite things and like, how would you put them together? And it really is, I think, like a really rich exercise because you just start to imagine two things that would 
maybe have no connection and then how do you how do you build connection or meaning in in these two very opposite things such as uh care bears and turbotax but you know if, if you could imagine the turbotax process with a bit of a care bear aesthetic how much more fun would that be or um yes you know maybe the the care bears teach you about 1099s and um or tax evasion even and i I would love to learn that i think so okay so today we are talking about how q is for the queer versions of everything and uh i thought it would be perfect for this because of that collaboration creative brain that you have mr brian um but i wanted to kind of get like a baseline here for what we think like a queer space a queer item a queer thing is so like what what, mm. what what do you think is like a quote-unquote queer thing well i feel like starting with like the spaces portion mm-hmm. because i think a queer space and a queer object you know like are um different kind of entities mm-hmm. i feel like a a queer space is a bit of um you know it's an area off of a beaten path mm-hmm. um i think it is obviously um sort of away from sort of um normal more populated mainstream spaces um and i think it can be sort of like you know like the little cottage in snow white after <gasps> it's sometimes a a refuge from a sometimes like scary place mm-hmm. and you know and I know you know that reference because of your deep um, interest in Snow White. Yes. Okay. Um, so let's quickly explain that because it's it's a, a little fun detail that you and I are obsessed with. So um, Brian is referencing that I am obsessed with Snow White. To be fair, I've only seen the film like once and it was just okay. But I had a real fascination with um the song that she sings at the wishing well um i believe it's called the wishing well where it's like i'm wishing for the one i love but it's like in 1920s so it's very like i'm wishing it's like very um very black and white movie and so i was really obsessed with that um song and i i just learned that on youtube you can put um videos on loop and so uh, what I did is I fell asleep listening to that song because it was really relaxing to me. Um, I put it on, like put the brightness down on my computer, put that song on loop. It was pretty loud. Um, went to sleep, woke up eight hours later to it still playing out loud, meaning that it had been on loop for eight hours. Keep in mind, I have a roommate. Um, so he was probably like, what the hell? Speaking of queer versions of everything, what is this queer sleep that he's having? Um, (laughs) and then, um, I haven't listened to it since because I have a feeling that if I listen to it now, I'll just immediately conk out and like sleep (laughs) as like, um, just a visceral reaction to it. Yeah. And like start foaming at the mouth and, and like your eyes will turn black and I think so. Yeah. I think it'll be like, like that scene in get out where she taps on the, um, on the, um, what's it on the mug on, on the thing for Mm -hmm. tea. And then he falls mm -hmm. into the, falls into the chair. That'll be me, but I will fall into that wishing well. Anyway, that's a bit of a side (laughs) note. (laughs) 
Yeah, um, I'm sure that whoever owns that video on YouTube is very thankful for all of the royalty payments <laughs> that you provided them that night. Yes, it's it's a two minute song, so it's at least it's what let's do the math. Like someone do the math of two minute song on repeat for eight hours. How many plays is that? Whew, it's a lot. You know, it, so you're very familiar with the movie. You know, it's yep. she comes out of this sort of dark and scary forest and sees this sort of oasis of a cabin there where people you know little animals specifically open their doors with open arms and Mm -hmm. and and take her in and i think i think a lot of times like uh queer spaces act as those types of environments for a lot of people that are not always feeling comfortable or welcomed in in um you know more normative uh spaces and you know i think they can be um they can kind of they have a spectrum of of sizes it can Mm -hmm. be as large as a neighborhood in a city or a a city itself or it could be you know as small as a corner of a store or or uh, you know a bookshelf inside of barnes noble or it could also be a digital space or, you know, or a corner of the, the internet or TikTok. Um, and versus, you know, like an object, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I, I feel like queer objects are sometimes like not always, there's like a little bit more to them than maybe what meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just from, you know, sort of having uh, different ways of like identifying yourself or other people inside of the community that you need to be a little bit more incognito about. And mm-hmm. so I think that there's sometimes this unspoken language inside of these objects. And then I think there's like a genre of objects that are just purely like for expression or entertainment that just like don't take themselves too seriously or or really like kind of maybe an exaggeration or really like dialing down the function of something and really dialing up the form so that it's yeah. uh, just kind of there as like a um, sort of a, a visual um, excitement. Yeah. Yeah. I really love the idea that like queer version, like a, a version of like queer versions of something can be like in a space, like a form of refuge, um, rooted in the ability to be yourself and to really um express who you are in a way without like um without having to adhere to like social convention which i um always like dreamed of as a kid i remember seeing like new york in the movies and i was like ooh, what is this like like everyone can just be queer and 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 wearing glitter and wearing wigs and having a fun time and meanwhile i was in like my suburban town high school and i was like i want to get to there um and then um i did and then we just turned into sex and city um and then (laughs) (laughs) definitely with queer objects i um love the idea of like bedazzling an object can make it gay or queer, which I uh, fervently agree with. Um, And yeah, but I like the idea of um, people kind of rallying around objects or things in a community and kind of giving them another meaning, which I think is pretty, pretty great. Yeah. I think there's like, 
there's like a lot of um, playfulness inside of some of these things too, because it's sort of like always the question of like, well, why not? You know, mm-hmm. like why not make a bag that's so tiny that it can only fit one thing in it? Why not? Or why not yeah. cover something with a a faux fur or a million rhinestones? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We talked about kind of like what could define like a queer space, a queer item. Um, I am of the belief that queer things are better than a lot of things, specifically better than straight things. I'm thinking queer movies. I'm thinking queer clothes. I'm thinking queer clubs. Um, what's like your, your take on that? Ooh. <clears throat> yeah. I think that there is like, I think it maybe is like just like the level of expression or the point of view that comes with them that sort of uh, maybe differentiates it a little bit. Like you've um, by, by sort of being um, placed outside of um, a that sort of normative structure, you know, as a queer person, you have to, you're like often set to define like what that perspective is maybe mm-hmm. in place of that. And I think that, uh, you know, you just, you get, uh, an open book sometimes to be able to kind of write what that is and and I think like with that um, sort of searching comes like really um, interesting POVs and I will say in, in like the battle of straight things versus not straight things I will say that queer clubs um, dominate straight clubs in a huge way um, I think particularly because of the music the look and the clientele one thousand percent yeah um, and you know like lighting music interiors like i think these are all spaces that like normally a lot of queer people find themselves working in and mm-hmm. so it's like sort of like the the celebration or the culmination of all those types of things that are normally like a lot of people in our communities like disciplines and like especially when you're doing that kind of work for something that's in your own space you know mm-hmm. i think yet i think people can like can can kind of feel that and, and excites them and that would be one thing i say i would kind of say earlier about the queer space i feel like um you know a good queer space always has um a, a good stereo system and dimmable lighting, you know, because <laughs> yes. of those, just like the recognized importance <laughs> of being able to set the mood, you know, mm-hmm. like create the vibe. You do it through sound and sight, you know. I think, I think those are cornerstones of a great queer space. Yeah. And I think the proof is in the pudding of like, I'm out here in LA and you should see West Hollywood right now. What was once a completely gay Mecca is now just straights galore. And I'll tell you, we're recording this in December. Um, little tea for those um, listening. Um, SantaCon went through West Hollywood, which, um, who boy, if that was not an awakening to the, <laughs> the, the times we're in of like the, maybe the straightest thing in the world of SantaCon mm. infiltrated uh, one of the gay meccas here in Los Angeles, California. And it, and it probably wasn't like <clears throat> the Santa style probably wasn't like the Jingle Bell Rock style from Mean mm-hmm. Girls. It wasn't that type of Santa situation with like a pleather skirt with like white trim and you know a crop top it was because we had it here in new york this past weekend 
and when I when I saw this, um, Santa Gun is for sure one of those things that is way too straight to ever become queer. Yeah. Um, with the help of the observation of my friends, because I've been asking them, I've, I've been taking some of these questions and trying to shop them around <laughs> and, and create a sense of community, community <laughs> consensus. Um, and that was one of the ones, SantaCon, for sure. So we've dived into SantaCon, which is a straight thing that will never be able to be queer. Um, so what I'm thinking is in this next segment, we do a bit of a rapid fire back and forth about um, things that we think would be better if they were queer. Ooh, okay. Yay. Yay. Great. Okay, great. Um, Brian, would you like to start? Uh, sure. Okay, great. Um, so I think the first thing that would be, would benefit from being queer is the DMV. <gasps> Brian, that is my second thing on my list. <laughs> oh, my God. See? <laughs> Connection. Connection. <Amazing. laughs> Um, you know, I think the aesthetics alone, one, mm-hmm. the chairs, um, mm-hmm. the writing utensils, mm-hmm. um, the lighting. Yes. And also just the systems that run it. I mean, the wait time, like, can we <gasps> get this digitalized? Can we get it into an app? Could we, you know, can we really amp up the idea of appointments that those were the things that were coming to me, but I don't know what your queer DMB vision was also like. Well, I think you bring up a great point is that queer people tend to love doing things quick and appointments. So, I I mean, it's kind of um, the best of both worlds there. Um, That is so funny because I also talked about the DMV uh, with my friend Gus when we talked about um, kind of like interior design. And we were saying uh, the DMV really just needs like a water feature, I feel. Mm. Which Mm. I feel like would um, kind of brings, yeah, this like... A palatial idea into this um but i love the idea of uh something being queer because it's efficient and has appointments i think that's pretty spectacular same i do think though a water feature like the the tension's so high in there like the nerves mm-hmm. like it, there's just a friction inside there yeah. i do think a nice water feature could like tone that down a little bit you know put everyone like a little bit at ease that could yeah. be really helpful yeah i also think that um you know those tellers at the DMV who, you, you know, they are, no one's happy there. They have to tell the same per. they have to tell a different person something the same that they've been saying all day for like the 15th time. Um, I think that if those people were drag queens, um, things would be way more efficient. People would have a good time and they would not put up with any bullshit. My God. I think you would have people in and out of those things so quickly mm-hmm. i kind of envision them um sort of in the aesthetic of drag race you know like if there were checkered flags and people in like racing suits you know <gasps> like really lean into the automotive side yeah uh, oh my god yeah the, think... uh, use all the drag race puns there start your engines hello <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. okay um and also i wanted to talk about the one of the most important things the photography you're getting a picture taken that's going to be carried around with you and shown to so many people for like five years. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no hair and makeup. We're not thinking about glares, you know, moisturizer oh. on lips, you know, like these are just some things I think could, could really benefit uh, from a queer eye. You're, you're so right. You're so right. I, I think um, a real step in some queer excellence at the DMV would be the ability to upload your own photo. 
to your driver's yeah. license. That could you imagine what the submissions for that would be? Like, I would submit Laura Dern. <laughs> well, I think that's probably why they haven't done that, just for legal <laughs> purposes, you know, <laughs> like uh, validity purposes. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I okay, but let's be fair here. When I look in the mirror, I see Laura Dern. <laughs> I, I I totally get it, and yeah. I think that it should also be on your, uh, you know, your driver's license, just so that everyone else can see that that same thing. Yeah. I also think that with the license thing, if it were queer, then there would be a lot less drama about what gender you identify as. Like all of that stuff that um, is, there's so much red tape there, but oh my God, let's just let people um, put on how, at least how they identify. My God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of the most like sort of um, apparent visualizations of, of a binary where you have to choose male or female um and i think you know if you if you had pe- queer people in the room when those types of decisions were being made those types of points would probably be brought up but who knows maybe there there weren't um there wasn't you know any any queer people in the legislative rooms when those types of decisions were being made um i also yeah. think that they would probably i feel like people the if if the discussion of like the height and weight was also like <gasps> up for grabs, mm-hmm. that would be that would be next. I think yeah, there, there would be a replacement for that. Yeah, I would be like, I'm three pounds, sopping wet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 I think that the DMV, a queer version of the DMV, it's on both of our lists. It's probably on the top of everyone's lists who's listening. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be very successful. Check. Let's yeah. do it. Let's um. Yeah let's break the ground on that um so my my first one on my list dmv was second the first one on my list is my least favorite place in the whole entire world which i think would be much benefited if it were queer which is the dentist Ooh, can't stand it Mm. i cannot stand it um full disclosure have not been to the dentist in like six years six seven years um because i hate it so much um I don't love the environment of it. I don't like that um, they yell at you for not flossing. Um, mm. I don't like that um, you have to talk to a receptionist and actively lie to the receptionist when you leave, being like, yeah, I'll be back in six months. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Or they're like, hey, do you want to make an appointment for um, five weeks, f- or not five weeks, like five months from now? And you're like, I could be busy in, in on that day. Um, that stress, I just do, I, I, oh, I struggle with the dentist, but I feel like a queer version of it, mainly I'm thinking if it were sparkly and cute and had good music and, mm-hmm. um, everyone was cute there, then maybe I would want to go to the dentist. Okay. So I have come close to a reality of what this, this world that you're describing. Mm. And it was actually one of my least favorite <gasps> experiences. Okay. I do tell. To, um, I've actually had two gay dentists. Mm. Um, the The first one I went to was um, was really great. Um, that he made his own lip balm <laughs> to put on people's lips. So while they were working in your mouth, 
it would moisturize your lips so that you didn't get marks and stuff on your lips. And I was like, okay, okay. This is great. Sounds great. Great in theory with some, um, some queer excellence and some queer um, lifting up the the community. Yes. They also had um, TVs in the ceiling. So that when you were lean back, you could watch TV. And when I, was getting um, a root canal done. Oof. It was like, you know, he totally got it when I was when I was like, okay, I just want to watch Sex in the City while you <laughs> just work inside my teeth for like four hours. Yeah, and he was. I like, think that's great. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would love it. Like at like a specific queer dentist. Like the only uh, movies that you could watch were like Steel Magnolias, First Wives mm. Club, Mrs. Doubtfire, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. And mm-hmm. then like um and then like that one scene from Top Gun where they're playing volleyball. I've actually the closest thing I've come to Top Gun is the Lady Gaga song. Um so Oh that, yeah. Uh, Brian, I've I've never seen Top Gun, but you know for sure I've seen that volleyball scene. <laughs> I don't even know the scene. Oh, they're like playing beach volleyball and they're like sweaty and if I um if I was laying on my back with someone working um, on my teeth and I was watching that, you know, my mouth would be open anyway. My mouth would be a gape anyway. <laughs> drool, drool everywhere. Drool, drool. Yeah. Okay. But you didn't love the queer dentist. No. Uh, well, that first experience was fine. The second okay. one was not as fun. It was like, it was a little bit more pretentious. Like the people oh. there, I kind of got a little bit of some like cattiness and like the billing was also pretty shady. Oof. There was also like a huge emphasis on whitening. Like, oh, and yes. I was just like, I like, it wasn't my favorite experience. And I feel bad because I referred people there after my first <gasps> visit. And then it just kind of like went downhill. And then everyone else I referred there was just like, these people are not like that great they like overcharged them significantly and i was just like oh i'm sorry so you didn't get um, the lip balm guy again um i didn't know i didn't he probably went on shark tank and was like hey i revolutionized (laughs) this lip balm that all of and i am a dentist i'm a dentist slash lip balm application person yeah and then um someone invested and then he's making millions somewhere Yes, his name is Dr. Lipsmacker. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is a fantastic uh, professional name and a porn name. Um, yep. Okay, so <laughs> a queer true. dentist queer dentist can be hit or miss depending on how much lip balm um, you are given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, fair. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. All right, Brian, what else do you got? I honestly was kind of thinking about this, like, um, the other day, like, sort of like um, like contractors and electricians. Like I'm sure that there are a lot of like mm-hmm. like queer people that are like in the construction space, but I feel like it is sort of foundationally like a very uh, sort of heteronormative side of the work force. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what would the queer version of that be like? And I guess you, we've gotten <sighs> flavors of that with like the village people. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was, you know, one of them was like that. One of them was like a construction worker. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, like if you could just call your like local gay plumber, like what would like what would that be like? 
That's good. Because I also feel... Yeah, that would be nice. With people that I've, like, had to schedule appointments with for, like, appliance repairs, things like that, the window of time that people can show up is, like, sometimes, like, eight hours. Mm -hmm. Or they just don't show up at all, like, when they, you know, within the time frame. And I'm like, you know, again, can we get an app for this? Can we we get a system? Can we get some kind of efficiency tool? Um, yeah and I will say a gay plumber will not judge you as hard if your sink is clogged with a myriad of different things (laughs) like it could be hairspray it could be lube it could be you know just uh, mine would be clogged with glitter Um, and they would be like oh you're my fourth glitter (laughs) call this week they're just as bad as flushable wipes let's be real yeah oh my god okay the flushable wipes are a new thing to me and you're saying they're not good. I, I need to reevaluate. This. Yeah, no, they're actually, um, they are flushable, but they, um, they don't dissolve. And the only reason that I have some extended knowledge on this is because I came across um, a TikTok account of someone who cleans a septic tank and it's <gasps> called I'm bringing septic back. And very good. It is, it is unsightly to just see the, like the way that they, <sighs> clear out oh, these no. systems and he oh, he always says that it's flushable wipes but um god damn it just when i thought i had cracked the system yeah, i know it's vulgar it's gross. but um it's true all right i'm boycotting mm-hmm. i'm boycotting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah so i i feel like there's like there's like a space for innovation inside of that um yeah that industry and i think it's also too like sometimes maybe a very i don't want like maybe like unwelcoming space for queer identities yeah. it doesn't it doesn't seem like very open and i'm curious what that would look like if it was yeah i feel like it's like a very like um what like trades first of all trades man so it's a very masculine mm. male space as a whole um that like even when like obviously being queer does not equal being feminine but um and that's a part of my queer identity is having a bit more of a flair for the feminine. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of those like professions are not really catered to people who could do the task because um, a lot of people are very capable of doing it, but the type of people you're working with, the type of training that is involved is not really catered to people who identify differently and have different kind of mental um mental wants and needs mm-hmm. you know and nothing's pink i want everything to be pink. true i want a, a pink hard hat i want a pink plunger mm-hmm. i want a i want a pink um cable stripper i want a i want all that pa- a, a pink power drill i'm sure they already made, i know they already made Ugh. um so mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. i feel like also there's i feel like there is like some like fantasy theming around like contractors construction it's like sort of this like gay fantasy that and maybe it's yeah, a, i have no idea what you're talking about brian no idea at all <laughs> i've never heard of anything like that um if you go into my computer history you'll not find anything of that sort I, I, how dare I, you i totally i i don't value I'm, I'm sure it's not in your search history at no, all no I'm, I'm a good i'm a good christian nun. <laughs> um so yes i'm aligned with that um and i think that's the farthest i'll let you go with that um okay so should we each do one more sure okay 
Um, my last one uh, is there's kind of a layers to it, but I'll try to be quick about it. It's uh, so right now, as the time that we're filming this, the World Cup is happening. Um, my God, if the World Cup is not the straightest thing in the world, um, I think that like big sporting events in general could benefit from being a bit more queer. Um, and I'm not talking about the Olympics because the Olympics is inherently queer. There's a lot of um, really, there's a lot of in the summer Olympics, a lot of really muscly men wearing no, no clothes. And in the summer, they're all wearing very tight, warm clothes. And a lot of them are spinning and doing um, what we call floor routines. Um, but I'm talking about like your soccers, your, footballs your baseballs um which all are like secretly very queer i just wish they kind of like accepted it more because in football they're wearing these tight tight little pants um and then they're date the whole goal is that you want to get on top of each other and take the ball um baseball um they all got these perky little behinds um just running around um swinging their bats everywhere um and yeah, and we all know that hockey players have like notoriously the best bodies like in the world, but you can't see it underneath all that padding. So like, come on, let's just kind of like embrace it. The lesbians already embrace softball as like a super queer thing. Like, come on, queer men, like let's get into embracing like football, baseball, like hockey, soccer, like let's do it up. I totally agree. I think also... I feel like baseball and football were the original champions of the jockstrap. Like they were the whole reason it was invented. <gasps> mm-hmm. So like that is now an object that was maybe quite straight that has turned queer. And I think, you know, it just only makes sense now to, to do it for the whole, the whole industry, the whole lexicon. Yeah. I, 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 think that that is a perfect um example of a straight object that became very queer and still is like a staple of our community and i will say that um not to knock my own um my own item here but i guess there are gay sports leagues um which are i find hilarious because i i think there are two tiers of gay sports there is gay volleyball for the gays who like like volleyball and like want to play volleyball and like take the sport very seriously. Um, And then we have um, the gay kickball slash dodgeball crowd, which is really just signing up for um, drinks after with these guys who you kick around a ball with, and then you have matching outfits. It's like not really about playing the game, which I find Mm -hmm. hilarious. Well, so, I was actually on a gay kickball league in LA mm-hmm. and there were, there was a lot of commitment to the game. So you had, you <gasps> had the C league, the B league, and then the A okay. league and like the A league and the uh, B league, like it was a whole deal to advance from round to okay. round. But I mean, ultimately it was just sort of, um, you know, it was always just like the precursor to going out. You know, like it was like, yeah, <laughs> it was like coming yeah. up with the name, the t shirts. Oh, of course. Uh, which the names are always usually so heavily punned or like, oh, sexual. of course, Judy's Garland. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So what league were you? What was your outfit and what was your team? Name? I had a couple of different um, team names. My first one was Troop Beverly Hills. Um, so a play on the classic, Very good. the classic movie. Um, and then the other one was uh, You Stupid Pitch. <gasps> oh, cute. Cute, cute, cute. All right. So what was the other one? I can't remember it, but float, I, I feel like I just played like the outfield. I don't know. I, it's, it's essentially just baseball, but with a large red rubber ball. Um, yeah, and high kicks. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole strategy to kick it. It's like whether you do the bunt, whether or and also like you have to mm. aim it to a certain part of the field, which I could never do. I mean, I, I, a team name just came into my head, which is you stupid bunt. <laughs> See, you're in LA. You should join. Come on, like. I, I would join just for the pun. I don't want. I don't want to go out after. I don't want to play the game, but I will do the marketing <laughs> for the team. I think that that'll be my queer contribution. Okay, so queer queer sports exist, but I want mainstream queer sports to exist in a bigger way. Let's bring those jock straps to the forefront. I'm into it. I'm here. All right, cute, Brian. What's what's your last little little item? I'm gonna say, and I I'm gonna preface this because. I still wouldn't watch them, even if they were queer. But I'm going to say the Marvel series. Because <gasps> I think that it is doesn't have a ton of queer roots or representation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not a Marvel fan. But I feel like there's a lot of room for improvement inside of that. Um, and maybe there are now. Yeah. Maybe there are more storylines and things that are a bit more inclusive but it always kind of feels like it's like the boy going to save the girl like the damsel in distress yeah. sort of archetype and you know i just think it's outdated there's probably there's there's other stories yeah um it is funny i did i just recorded um a episode about marvel with my friend kevin and we talked about a big deal about um how we wished it was more queer and trying to find like the queer aspects of it um I will say you really have to search for it. And I feel like the queer aspect of it is like me wanting to be Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> or like me wanting to be Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Um, like us just wanting to be these powerful women um, and then looking at like these cute butts. But I will say the older like storylines of like the Iron Man and the Captain America and Thor are very broy. They're very broy. And I feel like with where we are right now with like she hulk and wandavision they're trying to get a little more diversity in who's telling these stories but a lot of them are from straight women now um and so i think that that is a fair take but i do want to be elizabeth olsen and i will not apologize for that brian i um i 100 understand your want to do that um <laughs> And like these movies had such a large reach, like they there's so much money mm-hmm. that's invested in these, and there's like such a major platform. I think they have gotten a lot more inclusive, like over yeah. the years. Um, but you know, it's like it's a lot of people have their eyeballs on them. Like let's 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 continue on the train of like other stories and story types and like different types of heroes and things. I mean, um, yeah. but like I said, I think even if they were 
clear. I don't. I don't know if I could. I would, would watch it. But you never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? And hopefully we'll get there um, eventually. I just think it might take a little bit. Um, okay, so that was our bit of our back and forth of um, things that would be better if they were, if they were queer. Um, and we mentioned at least one thing that is too straight to ever be queer, which is SantaCon. Do you have like like a couple um, other things that you think are just too straight that w- th- there's no hope? Send send them send them down the river. Yes, um, I think. And while we're still kind of on the topic of sports. Uh, mm-hmm. I think golf. I don't ever see yeah. it really get, becoming queer, but I don't know. Maybe see golf has the potential um, because one, lesbians love golf, um, and two, the golf pants the 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 world of golf pants is so queer. When I was uh, a kid in like high school and college, and I wanted like fun pants i was looking at golf pants um to like stand out from my peers and be like yeah these these are like a little bit more my style and like more colorful and bold but oh boy is is that um are are they really straight in their britches i think that is a great take brian Mm -hmm. i mean there's so much clad there's so many patterns yeah you know like I know. Do a whole clueless moment. <laughs> that, that could be that could be an amazing first introduction in taking it into the into that sphere. Yeah, but I think you're right. I, I think uh, while we want a clueless um, clueless little moment, I don't see that ever happening. That is a very good take. Do you have like one more thing that you think would be too straight to function? Essentially, I'm trying to think. I have a couple here, so I want to pick. And we want to. I want to pick the. Right. We can do two more. We can do two mm-hmm. more. I'll, I'll I'll let you do two. The pressure. Um, I would say like Sam's Club, Walmart, <laughs> compared <laughs> compared to like the Target. You know, like there's something mm-hmm. just about it that just yeah the bulk the bulk box store yeah where you can get like a fifteen set of like white tube socks for three dollars is that what you're talking about yeah and and like but i but i feel like also the gays love costco but you know i so i i don't know if it's the idea of bulk that's like keeping me back from it well because costco you need a membership okay so let's be real here the queers love exclusivity here (laughs) that's honestly true you do need one for sam's club but there's it's like uh, okay. which is like so Sam's Club is like owned by Walmart. It's like Walmart's version mm-hmm. of a Costco. And then maybe it's just like mm-hmm. the the like the I just don't ever see Walmart being very queer compared to its yeah. cousin of Target. And I think it's just because they don't there's not like um it it's so like price only versus like sort of like an expression yeah. or an experience and it just is the lighting is really terrible it's like really harsh white lights in there you know I there's know. no there's no like fun designer collabs or like interesting yeah. christmas decor you know it just it's always going to stay through. yeah they're always they're all about the bottom line it's like well they're also top lines they're verse <laughs> lines they're side lines you know so um they i think they need to open their mind to different types of lines other than just the bottoms i agree i agree all right i'm giving you one more i'm giving oh. you leeway for one one more straight thing that's too straight to function 
because uh, I'm impressed by this list. I feel like the other thing that really kind of um, stood out to me was, um, and I know maybe this will be controversial, but I feel like anything that's like a KY product, because I'm like, who is this <laughs> made for? It just, and I feel like there have been so many other brands that have been like, okay, there's a clearly a market gap here mm-hmm. that we have yeah. to fill. Like this isn't made for for the um, types of activities that a lot mm-hmm. of um, queer individuals do. And so I'm just like, I think it's always going to be just like a straight product. Because maybe that's what it's designed yeah. for. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, and the way they're advertised is very... Um... It's like the sex version of like a perfume ad, um, which is something that like I can't super get into. Like, oh my god, that um, have you seen that Johnny Depp ad for? I think it's called like Sauvage or Savage by Dior. Um, by is it Dior? I thought it was like John Varvatos. By yeah, it's probably Dior. Um, that I think is maybe the straightest thing I've seen in a while. There's like a coyote or something that like flashes. Yes, on the there's screen. a wolf. Yes, and and ca- ca- kind of on board with with this. Um, the thing that I'll say is too straight um, that will never be gay are um, car commercials. Ooh, my God! Do yeah. they? Um, do th- I guess what I'm thinking about is strictly um, that BMW commercial with Matthew McConaughey, where he's like, "I like riding in my car. I have the power beneath my feet." You know why? Because I'm all right. Like something like that. That's obviously not the the copy, but it might as well be. Um, but th- those, I'm just like, oh boy, oh boy. I I I have no window into this at all. <laughs> I think I agree. I mean, I find him extremely attractive in those, and maybe that is just uh, my own uh, <laughs> thing. But I do think probably the gayest that like car commercials have ever come to are the um or it's the straightest, it's either one. The the um the hamsters in the Kia Soul. <gasps> oh, that's good. That's where good. they're like in the thing and you're like, oh my gosh, you're there's a hamster driving a car. Like it's sort of I wouldn't say it's camp, but it's a bit like Oh, that's like not. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's much like um, a gay house party where there's a lot of tiny furry creatures shoved into a tiny, tiny space. Correct. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. So car commercials, maybe a little too straight, except for when the Kia hamsters are involved. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm into that. All right, Brian, you up for a little bit of a game? Let's do it. Okay. So this game is called Queer Today, Gone Tomorrow. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to rattle off some objects or some things. um, And you have to tell me on a scale from one to 10, how queer you think these things are. Okay. All right. First thing, a grocery store shopping cart or shopping basket? One to 10, how queer do you think? Um, If it's the shorter double-decker one, very Mm -hmm. queer. The large one, not like a two or one yeah i agree i i think um a shopping basket is maybe like a nine yeah yeah because you have to hold it in the crook of your arm bent with your wrist extended out yeah like a like a big birkin bag agreed and i would say the only um the thing that would maybe be a 10 
is the blue Ikea bag. I feel like that is mm-hmm. um, pretty yeah. iconic and it, it is like the, the form of the shopping basket while you're at the store. So I would say I'd give yep. that a 10. I agree. I agree. Okay, great. Um, next item, a mechanical pencil. Oh, like a 9.5. Yeah. But do you think that's just because of the comparison to its straight brother, the non-mechanical pencil? Mm, no, because I think once you start to add accessories, like the grips and like the eraser tips, there like there's like a there's like a space for ex- self-expression in there, and I think that I think that that's still very clear to me. And there's also the it's col- also ref- the color combination. Yeah. yeah, it's also refillable, which all of us are. Um, great. <laughs> okay, so um, our next next little item a colander for straining our little veggies uh i'm gonna say six i don't six yeah it's not screaming to me it's sort of one of those kitchen essentials that's borderline essential mm-hmm. it is essential but you can get away without it but it's not so yeah um i don't know I, I, I'm kind of in agreement. It's kind of middle of the road. But I will say, has a lot of holes. All Eesh. right. Okay, our next object. Um, I'll do my final object, and then I'll let you pick one. Um, the last one I have. A subway turnstile. One to ten. How queer? Oh, like a Lazy Susan? No, like like on like getting into the subway in New York. Oh. Lazy Susan is what they called me in high school. <laughs> I'm going to say that... Now with the addition of the Omni tap to pay, I'm going to say mm-hmm. that they became a lot, a lot. I would, I would give those like a nine. Um, the version of those that I think are the one are the ones that look like the industrial um, meat grinders that you walk through, the ones that have the kind mm-hmm. of the claws. Those ones yeah. are a one. I hate going through Yeah, it's it. like a, the metal it. version of like a revolving door. Yes, yes, there's terrifying yeah yeah Yeah, i i agree with that um i definitely i'm personally a big fan of the flourish that you can give a swipe um and then a and then a walk through it feels very membership feels very exclusive um it feels very red carpet i'm into that Mm -hmm. it's the cheapest club you can enter into in new york city there's also a bit of a sachet with your hip when you have to like push it with one side Mm -hmm. and you're kind of just like ugh. All right, Brian. Last last one. I'm giving. I'm doing a Brian's choice, but it's with a caveat. Brian, I want you to name the queerest object in your life or in the room with you right now. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, we're going to a cabin. We're going to a shelf. These. Okay. Do you want to explain what uh, what those are? So these were um, a birthday gift that um, mm-hmm. Lewis, um, David, and I gave Andrew. We saw the movie. Um, everything all together, all at once. Um, and so we saw that they had the the plug trophies, and we were like, okay, mm-hmm. those are hilarious. Like, how can we how can we put a hat on a hat and very good make them even crazier? So this one is by Lewis. He made it it with disco ball version, right? Mm-hmm. And then yep, covered in disco balls. I did the um the earlier Swarovski moment. Yes, the Swarovski moment. And then David did the knitted one, which is like yes. I mean, amazing. Um, I mean, it's fantastic. It is the Powerpuff Girls of uh self-pleasure toys. 
<laughs> exactly. Great. So that was our game of our little Queer Today Gone Tomorrow. And I think you absolutely killed that. I think there were no hot takes here. I think these are all true, honest facts that will be published in some sort of book somewhere. Ooh, um, so, Brian, we are wrapping up. But um, I do have a segment called Guest Obsessed, where I ask my guests what they're obsessed with. So, Brian, I'm asking you that. What have you been obsessed with recently? Um, I mean, I think the thing that comes to mind is obviously the new SZA album that came out on <gasps> Friday. Mm-hmm. I've been drowning in it um, since it since it came out. You know, it's been a few years since her last album. I was a, a huge fan of Control, and so this one she's giving us like twenty three tracks or something. It's in the twenties, mm-hmm. and I've loved every single one of them. So um, that's been that's been my my newest obsession um oh, i think that's pretty fabulous um yeah and talk about talk about very queer of making us wait and then giving us everything we want hello very queer experience yeah agreed oh perfect we love you sizza um well brian i want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast and uh before we go um do you have any Thing that you want to promote or share any socials you have so people can find you uh sure yeah you can uh find me on instagram uh, my handle is broges um which is b-r-o-g-g-e-s-s um mm-hmm. and yeah you know if you want to, if you want to take the more professional route you can find me on linkedin i'm also on that <laughs> corner of the internet um <laughs> And yeah, those, I mean, those are the two best ways to get in touch. I think so, for two very different end uses, but ultimately you'll get connected. Um, that's amazing. And I just want to um, make sure that anyone listening knows that they can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod. That's omdqpod. And I want to let you know that I want you to leave a comment with what you're obsessed with. Maybe we'll make an episode about it. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave a rating and review because it really helps us out. All right, Brian, I love you. I love you, Adam. And I'll probably talk to you in like an hour or so. Love it. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye. Au revoir.